This is Are You Kidding Podcast. I can listen with my kids. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids. And thank you, Enrique, for that amazing intro. And today, we are going to be talking to not only an amazing chef, but she is also an author, a business owner, a philanthropist, and overall an amazing person. Brennan and I would like to give a warm welcome to Chef Adrian Calvo. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, It's such an honor to be here. I'm actually kind of um, at a loss for words for actually sitting here in front of you guys because I've watched you grow up and do such amazing things. It's inspiring, really. Yes. Well, we've been. And, uh, well, she's been supporting us for the last five years, and five years ago, uh, me and Brennan looked way different. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really wonderful to watch you guys grow up and just doing such wonderful things like the, you know kids helping kids. But soon it's going to be young men helping kids, right? Like this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And we are so excited to speak to our local Miami girl, Chef Adrian <laughs> Calvo. You know, because we love our Miami peeps. Yes, know? Miami has our own culture. And so just thank you for being here. Let's do this. I'm mm-hmm. happy to be here. So as we know, you're a chef. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, we went to your restaurant and you gave us like the best dinner ever. Thank you. It was super good. And me and Sebastian enjoyed it. It's probably one of our favorite dinners. Like, it is. If Aww. it was ranked top 10, probably be number one. actually. <laughs> And our grandparents, let me tell you, our grandparents go like every anniversary uh, and every time. Yes, I've seen. They, yes. get, they get like a big dessert. Yeah. And they always bring it back to us because, you know, we like desserts. And we just ate that whole thing because it's, it's delicious. Oh, thank you. And speaking of cooking, I'm I'm a pretty good chef. Really? Yes, I can make the Mic be- drop. What? <laughs> Mic drop. I can make the best eggs. Really? And well, I make eggs with ham and cheddar cheese on top. Okay. And I can make, well, I, I, I'm not a master at making pancakes yet, but my what? mom teaches me okay and she did teach me with the eggs and how, how to cook okay and i'm just saying i'm a great chef now okay so that if you're great already imagine in a couple of years what you know you're gonna take over the food scene as well yes well you could teach me how to cook you I know could. since you're a great chef oh thank you i forgot <laughs> i forgot to i forgot to say my joke okay okay go i got banned from the secret cooking society for spilling all the beans wow <laughs> I have to say, your face actually saying the joke, the buildup was awesome. It's <laughs> well, if you guys probably better than the joke. Yeah, That's how good it was. Yeah. And if you guys don't get the joke, well, you're spilling the beans like you're spilling the truth. Yeah. It. And it's a secret society. I probably just made it unfunny now. No, no, you didn't. It was funny. The delivery and the joke were both funny. Thank you. Um, You know, my brother was saying, like, he wants to learn how to cook more. So you know what you should do? You should, like, have, like, a cooking class for like moms who can't cook because our mom can't really cook that is but like she can't that you said that (laughs) but no well (laughs) imagine moms who can't cook come sign up for chef adrian's class (laughs) if you do sign my mom up (laughs) i'm just kidding mom you make the best rice pancakes okay and and breakfast and grilled cheese yes you make a lot of good grilled cheese (laughs) and she uses the good bread yeah. Yes, that's we ha- important. We have like this loaf of bread, but it's it's thick bread and yep. it's super soft and it's the, it's super good. Yeah. yeah. You have to start with good like a good foundation, good ingredients and that's how you make a great dish. Yeah. Well, I like eating my grilled cheese with like American cheese and melted. Me too. I don't like fancy cheeses in my grilled cheese. I like American cheese, a good soft buttery bread and that's it. Yes. 
And right? if you do cheddar like cheddar cheese, it's like sharp. It makes it like when no. you take a bite, it's like mm. too sharp. It's chalky. It doesn't melt the same way. You just need American cheese. American cheese for the win. Yeah, American cheese in America. Yeah, you know that at Cracked, uh, my other restaurant, we do all our burgers with American cheese just because of the melting factor. So you guys are on to something. You know what yeah. you like. That's good. So good what's taste. the difference between the melting factors and the cheeses? The oil to solid ratio and the, the milk ratio. So like cheddar cheese will have more oil and dry product versus milk, which is the actual milk is what makes it um, melty, pliable. Oh. So cheddar cheese doesn't have milk? Hardly. It has oil, and then it has the actual milk solid. Which makes it hard. Exactly, okay. and that chalky taste. Oh, yes. Okay, um, sign me up for your class because I am learning so much right now. <laughs> We're learning about cheese. <laughs> so you, so as we know, you have four books. How, how did it feel being an author? An author? Well, I love writing. I love telling stories. I love talking about whatever you're passionate about whether it's cooking or, or sports or whatever, teaching, whatever it is. But when you write about it, there's something that makes it stay. A conversation, unless you're recording it, um, it goes away. But a book is forever, you know, and you could give it as a gift. Um, and a cookbook happens to have a ton of pictures, so it captivates people on another level as well. And usually people won't even cook out of it. They just have it because... They, they like to learn. They like they like the idea of thinking that they're going to cook. Yeah. And they never do. <laughs> Our dad has a cookbook, like, just, like, in the corner, like, yeah. one of the cabinets. I've never seen him, like, take it out. Like everyone else. That's well, really true. <laughs> well, well, one of my teachers at my elementary school... Well, now I'm in sixth grade, not in elementary school anymore. Oh. She gave me a kid's cookbook. Yeah. And I just read... I just read it. Yeah. I didn't really cook, cook. it. Exactly. Well, I, I was learning and I kept telling my mom, can we cook it? And she was like, maybe another day. <laughs> but like when it was maybe the other day, she said maybe another day. <laughs> another day and another day and another day. Yeah. That's how, that's kind of how well, it works. Well, my mom's the cookbook. She tells me how to make pancakes. There you go. Mom is a living cookbook. Yeah, and she doesn't is. make them from like a box. She makes it out of scratch. From scratch. That's we, a big we deal. Do, we That's a do, big deal. Yeah, we should make a pancake cook-off. Yeah. You're, yes. Against a real chef and um, <laughs> mom. A, a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> so okay. the cookbooks. When you made one, were you like after you made the other one, you were like right away like I need to make another one. No, actually, they kind of happened organically. I did the first one never thinking I was going to do one in the first place. And then the second one was like, hey, this was really cool. Let's do it again. Uh, and then from the second one to the third one, it, it took like five years. Um, but I felt like my career really kind of changed, elevated. I learned a lot in those yeah. five years. I grew as a chef. And then when I had something to say again to my audience, that's when the next book was born. Um, and not just me as a chef, but I think... That's when social media kind of took off. Instagram mm -hmm. was born and stuff like that. So um, the food scene itself, the way people interacted with people, it changed. So we wanted to document that. And yeah. then the fourth was a two-volume thing. So, no, the fourth one was one we can't talk about in a kid's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the fifth one um, was two volumes because it was so much. It was 100 recipes and it was too big. So we got volume, volume one and volume two. And they're just gorgeous. And I think that, that those two books are more like coffee table books because you flip each page and it's like, whoa, those are pretty dishes, you know. I don't think anybody will cook them. Do you put like... You just imagine them. Yeah. You, you just imagine eating it. Like, yes, mm, exactly. Yeah. Do you yeah. even put your secret recipes? Yes, that's the thing. Oh, so, so if there's like one person, if there's one in a million that is going to cook 
that recipe from whichever book. I want them to feel so good about themselves that they're going to be like, whoa, I love this food. I love what I did. I love cooking. Um, so I definitely write the recipes to the best, best of my ability. That's yeah. good. That's, yeah. that's very good that you're putting like your, your own recipes out there oh, yeah. to, for other people to try and cook it. That's, yeah. That's to experiment with the two. Like they can make something. If they don't like it, then cool. they don't have to do it. But if they do, they could, Learn yeah. on from that. Well, yeah. And I encourage people to be like, okay, well, I love spicy food myself. So, I like it too. Yeah. So like a lot of my recipes, the heat level is a little bit elevated, you know. But if you see that, for example, I'm not going to put a whole tablespoon of crushed red pepper flakes. <laughs> well, don't put it in there because it's going to be real spicy, but your dish will still come out delicious. It's a, it's an option. Exactly. Yeah. Some and things are not an option though, like flour. No, you're right. Baking is a science, by the way. If you're off just a little bit, you can ruin a whole dish. It's completely different than cooking. I feel like baking has to be harder. Or like, what's your opinion on it? Baking or cooking? No, you have to be more, um, what's that word? Precise. Precise, but you have to be really diligent about everything that you do. You can't be like this creative, whimsical person that it's, I'm going to add a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And this beautiful thing's going to come out. No, you have to pay attention to every single detail, have the patience to measure everything out properly, um, and not cut corners. Because if you do, you ruin your, your product where cooking, you have a little more room to, to be creative and it's leeway, you know, to yeah. do it your way. You have a little more freedom when it comes to yes. cooking. Yeah. But baking, there's no, there's no leeway. There's no freedom. You have to really follow the recipe. And as we all know, your your career like went out of this roof, and <laughs> and you and I have a question: If you went back in time, yes, and you saw yourself as a child, what would you tell your, yourself? Like, what Ooh, advice? This is one of the best questions I've ever had, and I've done a lot of <laughs> interviews. Well, mm, onto like something. Yes, this is good. Um, wow. Okay. Um, I guess believe in yourself from the beginning. Um, there is a lot of times, even when I was younger, that I questioned, like, I didn't have the confidence to be like, I thought that there was me out here and Kendall and this, I was 22 when I opened my first restaurant, no backing. It was just what the restaurant was. I was earning and putting it back into my business. And I thought, there's me and then there's all the other chefs and all the other great restaurants, you know. And people would talk to me about the food and tell me how great it was. And even though I was on TV and I had my books, I was still looking at myself as like me, the other chefs, me, the other chefs. And I would say, hey, you know, you are the other chefs, you know, believe in yourself. And that that thinking came from being, you know, from from little from a child where you kind of look at yourself in school and you're like, hey, am I part of the cool kids? You know, (laughs) you are the cool kids. You know, you are. You have to believe that from the beginning. Yeah, and speaking of other chefs, did you ever have, like, a chef to inspire you to start cooking? To start cooking? You know, no, because I originally wanted to go into journalism. Um, But cooking really came from my mom, like you guys with your mom, you know. I watched my mom cook dinner every night at my house, and instead of wanting to go play outside, I wanted to watch my mom cook dinner. That's the thing. And even though I didn't want to be a chef, I was, like, captivated by what she was doing and the smells and, and just chopping garlic and onions, watching them, for example, fry in, in oil, that smell and watching her do that so happily for the family got me. It, it touched me in a way that I'm like, oh, 
God, I love this. I really love what it, not just the dish at the end. I love what it does to everybody. I love the smell that makes the house like, you know, it makes, it gives the house a happy smell. Yeah. You, yeah. The, well, the, the food gives a good vibe. To the good house. vibes. Yeah. What was your favorite, uh, like, what was your favorite meal that your mom made for you? Oh, I didn't have a favorite meal, actually. All of it. Um, I have a funny story. I would have a doll that I, I named him Mikey. So since I was like six years old, Mikey was like two foot doll, beautiful little, you know, like a little doll, whatever. And my mom would make this cake uh, that was so delicious that I would say, mom, it's Mikey's birthday. Can you please make him a cake? You know? <laughs> And the thing was that it was Mikey's birthday every week. Yeah. I was about to ask, was Mikey's birthday every week? Yes, that's exactly what's going on. So it went on for so long, though, that for a few years later, my mom was like, okay, this has to stop. <laughs> you know, it's not Mikey's birthday every week. So how old is he? <laughs> no, well, no, it's a doll. No, that that was over like, you know, a few years after that. Yeah. Well, my mom actually used to cook cake. She Well, she made this transformer cake. And my, I don't know what how old I was turning, but it was, it was the best cake. And, but then she stopped. Because <laughs> people don't have time to be yeah. baking cakes. <laughs> we don't have all the time in the no. world. Baking cake is a process. Yeah. As you said, it's science. Yes, exactly. And, but you see how you had that wonderful memory. You were like, hey, you know, that was the best cake. Like yeah. I did. Same thing. That's what food does to people. You, know? you get a lot of memories from eating yeah. good food. Yes. Especially think- when people take pictures of them. They're like, mm, yep. so oh, good. Yeah. Got to take a picture. Yeah. Yeah, was, uh, one time um, we went to this restaurant. I don't know what it's called, but we got like, like I forgot, like a steak. No, we got a, a me- <laughs> I forgot like a big thing of meat. And every time we were just like taking pictures right here, and like everyone got Peter their Lugers? Book. Yeah, Peter Luger's. Oh, I love Peter. Yeah. That's in New York. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. And their bacon is like really good. It the best. It was like. Oh, big bacon. Yeah, not yeah like yeah. regular crunchy bacon. No, no, no. It's almost like pork belly. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And I don't know what we got. I forgot. What did we get? We got the bacon. I think the tomahawk. Tomahawk. Oh, with the and big bone and yeah, everything. Oh, everyone, yeah. Everyone was just taking pictures. Of course, because that's, you know, picture worthy. Yeah. I, people eat with their phones first. You you know, your phone has to take the picture and then you can dig yeah. in. Your phone. Your phone yeah. eats first. Yes. That, is, that is true. Yeah. Everyone likes to take pictures and put it on their Instagram story. Of course. Yeah. With the Instagram, do you think it made your, like, your, like, I don't know how to say did it. it. Did it, like, make your career, like? Um, I think that it gave people a view into, um, <laughs> like, it gave people a view and insight into my daily life. So I think that definitely helped. People always wondered, um, before chefs, you had to read about them in the yeah. newspaper. You had to hear about them on TV or, you know, watch them on TV. And that happened few and far in between. It was, um, you would find that on Thursdays or Sundays, what restaurants were opening. And you had to be a big deal to be in the paper. Mm-hmm. But now every single person has access to their favorite restaurants and their favorite chefs. And they, it, it, you don't just have to find out about what they're cooking. You can find out about how they came up with the recipe. Where's the inspiration from? How they're serving it to guests. So it's kind of like you get backstage access, you know, mm-hmm. behind the scenes to, to what's a day in the life of a chef. And I think people really, really like it. Um, it's grown exponentially. I remember when I opened my Instagram and I was like, okay, people like this. And then, um, I did chopped and then I did beat Bobby Flay. And then, 
you know, it's just one thing after the next and people just want to watch. They want to learn. Mm -hmm. and, and some people just are in it for the food and some people are in it because they, they, they like what you're doing in general. They don't even want to cook, you know. Well, I like watching cook shows with my dad. Yeah. And I just see like people making. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. It's food, like... Well, it's therapeutic, you know, yeah. like... People love watching it because of how it makes them feel. It relaxes yeah. them, but at the same time, it, it like wraps you up completely. Yeah. It makes yeah. you want to go out and cook. Yeah. Sort of. mm -hmm. And speaking of cook shows, what do you think about uh, the kid cooking shows that we see on TV? Do you feel like these shows are helping to helping encourage kids to want to follow their passion for either like cooking or for what they like or love? Absolutely. I love watching this. Um, I, I think that it's... Just the same as sports. For example, if you put your kid in, in a sport, this is the same thing. You're, they have to train. If you see these kids on Chop Junior or the baking championships or whatever, these kids are practicing at home after school. They're reading about, they're studying, you know, their, their competition. They're learning about cooking in general. So they're learning about the sport, quote unquote, you know. And then they're going on stage, kind of like going out on the field and performing to the best of their ability in hopes to achieve something. So I think there, it's... Awesome. I think um, they're, it's showing this generation, like my generation didn't have that, um, but like, hey, get with it from a young age because, you know, it goes by in, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So if you can start believing in yourself from the beginning uh, and then focusing and actually putting yourself out there, only wonderful things can happen from there. Like you're putting yourself in the best possible place for the best possible opportunities. So I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to practice every single yeah, day to get better. You're not going to just wake up one morning. And be like, I'm going to yeah, go on Chubb Jr. I'm going to go on Chubb Jr. <laughs> no. It, yeah. Ma do you have to like, maybe I could sign up for Chubb Jr. You should. Know. Maybe in like two years I could learn how to. I feel like you could do it now. Yeah. Because I, I feel like you don't even have up. to cook. You could probably just talk and win. Yeah, I'm going to just talk <laughs> be like, I don't know what I made, but here, try it. It's a good food. Um. You say one you. of your jokes. Oh, yeah. You I spill be the like, beans on chopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I win. Yeah, there. I think so. I, I don't get chopped. Mm -hmm. As a kid, there was no cooking shows for kids? No. No, there was oh. like Emerald. Emerald came out when I was a kid. So I would watch Emerald live, you know, oh. and that was fun. I just thought, oh, my God, you know, that's such a distant thing, like from what I could ever do or be. I'd never, you know, I didn't want to be a chef. So that was just a fun thing to watch. I would love him. I would love watching him go, bam, and make something that was um, like fun to eat. It wasn't pretentious food. It wasn't food that was like really fancy. It was just really, really good food. And yeah. I, I love that. I feel like food, like a food that's not 
really fancy but really good are sandwiches. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. It's just like, it's not fancy, but you can make them fancy. Though. And you can make them really good. And there's a big outlet there to be creative. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. time. And have you reached all your uh, all of your goals that you want to accomplish? Yes, um, I did. I like people like, well, what's next? I don't know. I, you know, like talking about putting yourself in the best possible position for the next opportunity. I just hope I could keep on cooking for people and, and one door opens another door and, and hopefully I'll just keep on cooking and using food as a platform to do big, big things, you know? Yeah. And if you could cook, well, obviously we know that you're a chef, but if you didn't, have you, okay, let me rephrase this. <laughs> have you cooked some, have you never I don't know how to say it. Are you getting nervous on me? No, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to find um. If you could cook something that you haven't cooked ever, mm-hmm. what would it be? Hmm. You're full of good questions today. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. I just thought. <laughs> I don't know. I've cooked a lot of different things, and the things that I stay away from are because I don't want to ever cook them. So I wouldn't want to cook them. Well, what would you not want to cook? Mm. Okay, like deer. You know, like venison is a big thing. Like chefs love to cook that. But if I can't because I think of Bambi and the deers are so cute and stuff. <laughs> I just can't, you know. Or rabbit. I don't cook rabbit because bunnies, you know. Robert. Yeah, <laughs> it's a rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are things it's, I just can't. There's some know. animals that you can't cook. Yeah, and like I'm by no means vegan or anything like that i believe in the supply chain like you know this is the food chain this is what we are we have um our teeth are made for a certain reason with the like what are these called not fangs what are um molar no no these yeah those those Uh, are because we're meant to eat meat oh well would you eat like deer but not cook it no i also don't eat deer because i think i just think of the little baby deer animals well i like to like stay away i'm not vegan like you said but I like to stay away from like eating meat every day because oh, yeah. it, it's bad for you and well, you're it's not killing that cows. bad for you. It's just it's moderation. Too much. Yeah, yeah, you have to everything in moderation, number one. And number two, in anything, whether it's meat or vegetables or dairy, whatever it is that you're buying, you always have to know where you're buying it from. And yeah. all my restaurants, we do everything is sustainable, free range, grass fed. Um, so we're not buying product that's bad for you. You're getting yeah. the best of the best ways. Exactly, because at the end of the day, we are what we put into our bodies. Yeah. And people always ask us, how do we balance school, being a kid, and having a business? Well, how do you how do you balance having several restaurants and life? Um, you have to make time for for having a good time. Yeah. You see, like just like as a kid, you know, you have to make time for school. You have to make time for your friends and your family, you know, and you, then – do what you love and be passionate about it. And yeah. there is always time because I always say, um, until you're really, really busy and you're stretched to the limit, you don't have a value of time. You wouldn't believe how much time people waste generally. Like there's so much time people waste just sitting yeah. down doing nothing or just, you know, staring at their phones or watching TV or binge watching things that are never going to like fulfill a dream, get you anywhere. And that's fine to do on a certain day. You should Hey, binge watch a series one day, but don't do it all the time, you know? Um, But for me, I like, I close all my restaurants on Monday, no matter what. Like, even if it's a chance to make money, I'm like, no, there's a day that me and my whole staff will have off, no matter what. The restaurants reset and I'll go fly somewhere. I'll go, I'll stay home if I want to. I go check out a new restaurant. 
Uh, sometimes I just need a day to go to the spa and, you know, it's yeah. me day. You Every, know? Everyone needs an off day. An off day. So I make it, it's always been since we opened till now. Even my, my new restaurant that's about to open, Redfish, we're closing on Mondays. And that was part of the deal. I'm like, hey, everyone needs a day to decompress because you'll go nuts. So you, yeah. you have to have your core values in, they, they're not negotiable. You keep no. that and you be good. It's what a do rule. People think it's about a rule. That? Like when you close on Mondays, I was like, that's odd because usually restaurants are open on Monday. Like, yeah, and that's industry day, actually. Everybody who's in the hospitality industry goes out on Mondays. So nothing, they respect it. I tell them, you know, I work every other day as much as I possibly can. So if you want to enjoy a Chef Adrian property, you're going to have to not do it on a Monday. Yeah, it's just what Tuesday. it is. Go on go Tuesday. On Wednesday, go on, on Sunday. Yeah. Have a free day on Monday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well besides being an amazing chef, um, are you, you are also a big philanthropist. Do you think that business and philanthropy should go hand in hand? Very much. I think that's very, very important. When I didn't have much, I still gave. I still made it yeah. a point to give. Now that I have a little more, I still, it's, I have to give even more. I think that if God blesses us with, if we're on the receiving end, then it, it is our duty, our purpose to give back and to serve, serve a higher purpose. Yeah. You know, um, I think I believe that God gives us and blesses us so that we can then use that to help others. We're not just here to be like, Oh my God, here. Yes. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just reap everything and not help and turn, turn our cheek. If we see other people in need or, you know, like, how when you guys, you know, you help live like Bella, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'm with St. Jude and live like Bella, you know, things, so many other, I do a lot of different schools and things like that because we have to, we have to use what we've been blessed with to help for a greater purpose. And it's great to help. If you have everything in the world, you should give back because no matter what, there's always kids who are going, who are struggling worse and if you don't get something and you say and you ever you're having a bad day there's other kids with like cancer having yes. a way worse day yes yeah. i mean and you have to think that you're always an example to somebody else yeah so where is this world gonna go if these are people are just takers you know i think it's gonna turn real bad yeah. you have to have people that are like oh my god i want to be just like him because since he was little he was helping and you know that's believe it or not you guys are doing a huge thing for people that are watching you guys um and even if they don't know you, you're going to be a story to somebody else. They're going to yeah. talk about you. And when they talk about you, that's just like jaw dropping. Awesome. You know? So that's why that that's a why, you know, how people say, well, why that's your why you got to yeah. help. You have to be here to serve a better, pur bigger purpose. Yeah. And you never know if one day we'll need help. So that's, you just, oh, that's always had tables always turn somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just by giving back, you, you, it doesn't have to be money. It could be like a pair of socks. Yes. Like how we went to um, a shelter after Hurricane Irma hit, and we gave like five thousand socks away. Yeah, to people who are in the shelter because they didn't have socks on, and it was, it was, it was a good experience because we helped a lot of people, and just seeing their smiles. Yes, it's rewarding, isn't it? Yes, it, that's not a money thing. It's rewarding to see that you did something like that. And those people needed socks. And sometimes those socks may maybe meant more in that moment than $20,000, you know, because they needed socks, their feet were cold or wet, or they just didn't have access to socks in the mo in the moment. And that was like, wow, thank God. <laughs> and when it gets cold at night, gonna get cold, you need to have to, you need to have like something like socks on to warm you up. Yep. Yeah. And 
our socks are very cozy. Yes, I know. <laughs> I have a few. Well, I'm I'm not trying to promote it or anything. Well, this Shame, is my company. Shameless, so. shameless plug. Well, yeah. you guys should go buy your socks right now at AreYouKiddingSocks.com. There. There. Promote. You do your own commercials and everything. Yes. Wow. I'm going to tell you another joke. Is it Please. okay? Yes. <laughs> why, don't, why don't eggs tell each other jokes? Because they'll crack up. What is it? Why? Is it? Well, Am I close? Well, you're cl- very close, actually, because they crack each other up. Oh. You basically <laughs> stole my punchline. Sorry. Sorry. But now I don't have any more egg joke. I mean, cookie joke. <laughs> well, we just want to thank you for being here on our podcast today. And Thanks for having me, guys. Well, thank you for making some good food. <laughs> thank you. You just heard Are You Kidding Podcast. You guys are the best, best, best. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids.